Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto? Don't work on your deck. Play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck. Low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Welcome to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. Hello and welcome. It's Friday, which means two things. Costa Park on Friday night and also Talking Trots WA on SEN Track 657. And it's been a big week uh, in harness racing, including the Harness Racing Awards on Wednesday night with the main award going to Chicago Bull. And this year, probably the most open I've seen in the Harness Awards um, here in WA, where a number of horses could have been uh, selected for their uh, age groups and and uh, a couple of, um, I don't know about surprises, but a couple of really close calls, I think, uh, compared to some years where we've got just standouts mm-hmm. all the way through the ages. And um, uh, we've got a big show, including uh, our man Katie Waldrock coming up, uh, winner of the uh, Northern Cup last week, goes into the Narragin Cup this week. Also, our man Bomber Hill's got a deep dive into a couple of races at Gloucester Park. And BK at the end of the show, <laughs> he's tell you what, He's got to be like a drowned rat, BK. Absolutely. Newcastle's already called off. Penrith was called off last night. There's a lot of rain in New South Wales. But uh, to start off the show, Mortz, welcome to you. And congratulations to you and the team on Mighty Ronaldo being named two-year-old Colton Gilding of the Year on Wednesday night. Yes, good morning, Rads. Good to be here as always. And it was great to be there on Wednesday night at the Harness Racing Awards. Big night, uh, no real surprises, but like you said, there were a few that... Uh, Could have went either way. Absolutely. Uh, there was no real standout, so, which was good. Um, it was also good to see Peter Treffitt uh, get an award for uh, service to industry. He has got a, um, a great CV. The only thing I didn't like about the Harness Awards, I'll be brutally honest, Rads, was <laughs> that when uh, Bondi uh, won his award and Patronus Star won his award, I think they played the replay of the WA Derby. So I had to watch that <laughs> probably twice on a big screen, which wasn't what I really wanted to do. But, um, yeah, looking forward to chatting to our man, Cody Waldrop, this morning. But before we do, a couple of things before we do. Yep. Not just 3 and 30 right. with Rads. But we'll get through that first. Yeah, okay. And then I've got a... A big announcement that I haven't told you about okay. yet. So there, <laughs> there we to go. This. So here we Looking go. Looking forward to this. Um, so Rads, yep. with the changing of the season, yep. from January to December, we've had a chance to relook at how we program two-year-old races. Do you think we've got that right? Uh, not yet. No, no. And and I think because some of the changes around. Um, sales of uh, people expect that race early and stuff like that. But I think over the next couple of years, it will change. So there will be uh, a, a better spread throughout the year and give horses as much opportunity to be able to peak at the right times. But we haven't got it right yet because yeah. we haven't changed anything really yet. Yeah. No. And, uh, yeah. you know, I was uh, thinking, well, we've got a chance. You yeah. know, let's, let's hopefully, yeah. hopefully, yeah. hopefully we are going to because some yeah. horses it's... Oh, no, we've got to. Yeah. And, and I think we're going to see... Uh, di- different calendar changes all the way through. So, yep. um, because we're able to now, yep. the season goes longer. We're going to need those age classics to go into October, November, December. That's what I wanted to hear. Uh, do you think the national handicapping system used by the other states is more effective than the system we use? Because I'll be honest and say that I haven't had one participant that I've spoken to in WA that actually likes the current handicapping system, particularly for two-year-olds. Yeah, look, not... 
not really. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of the, the rating system. They've got, they've both got their issues. Um, and, and I think it's more about, about programming than anything else. And I think we need to get the programming right because programming will, can fix whatever the issues are in the, the handicapping system. But they've certainly got many issues in the national ratings handicapping system. If you talk to the guys over east, they're not enamoured with it either. So, um, yeah. But you are spot on with programming and you know what I'm like about programming. Yes. Just a third one. Any chance the Knights uh, this weekend, Rads? Oh, well, it's going to be very wet. <laughs> it's going to be very wet. Close <laughs> and, game, you yes, think? Yes, yes. And for everyone in WA, it's the Newcastle Knights, the uh, rugby league team. Who, oh, right. My rugby league team. Your rugby league yes, team. Now, now, before we get to our man, uh, yep, Cody, Cody uh, yep. I just want to say a thank you. Yep. And that's a thank you to the person that uh, two weeks ago I lost my wallet. And I went to the letterbox yesterday, and there it was. <laughs> there you go. License, credit cards, Jeez. everything's still in there. So See. that was great. Big announcement. Yep. Very big special announcement, and I'd just like to congratulate my son, Tim, and his partner, Sky. Oh. Uh, they brought young uh, Xavier Charles into the world yesterday. Oh, so congratulations. Thank you Are very you, much. Your grandfather for the first time? First time. Popper Mortz. Very excited, oh, mate. Very excited. Oh, Popper Mortz, we're yeah, going to call you from, very excited. from now on. Congratulations. Thank you. And this segment is brought to you by our good friends at Steel Blue Boots. Built for comfort, made for work. They are the best work boots. And, and our man knows better than anyone else because he's got a pair. Absolutely. So the entire Justin Prentice stable yep. have got a pair. I'd be surprised if Cody isn't standing in a pair. I'd, Right now. I'd hope he is. All right. Yeah. Before we get to Katie and welcome you into the, into the program, let's go back a week. And uh, the Northern Cup and Babyface had a geez, he's done a good job with this horse. Uh, and I tell you what, it won with plenty of authority. Um, let's go back and listen to Babyface Adder taking out the uh, Grafton Electric's Northern Cup. And on the 3.50 to go. Son as happy as Larry to fourth. Then comes Pearly Gates, followed by Bountiful Reactor. And then Runaway 3 around the turn. It's a race in two. Babyface Adder moves up on the outside. And without the tar, without the tar, has to dig deep. Babyface Adder. Babyface Adder's got the favourite. He's coming away, Babyface Adder. And Babyface Adder wins at three quarters without the tar. Photo third. Yeah, it was a soft win in the end. He had him covered a long way out, Babyface Adder. And... Gives us great pleasure to welcome into the program Cody Waldrod, his trainer. Cody, first of all, welcome and congratulations. It must have been a, a massive thrill to win a Group 3 at Northern. Yeah, morning, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Um, I was pretty happy after the race, so a bit pretty nervous in it. Um, wasn't really standing still very well, but no, it was great. Is that the biggest race you've won so far? Yeah, yep. Um, yeah, training and driving. And you didn't take the drive. You got you got Mark Johnson to drive. Uh, was it harder not being out there and, and watching it as a trainer rather than uh, actually having having the reins in your hands? Um, yeah, definitely definitely makes you a lot more nervous, I think. But um, like after after that, I've sort of sort of probably decided to not drive my own horses. Um, <laughs> I think you know it's, it's a lot easier. It takes a lot of pressure off you. I see why Justin does it now, but. Um, yeah. takes a lot of pressure off you, and you know, you've got someone else to blame when it, when it all goes wrong. Now, uh, Cody, great to uh, have you on the show, and a big congratulations. We were absolutely thrilled for you on Saturday night to get that victory. Did, um, did the driver listen to your instructions before the race? <laughs> um, yeah, not really. Um, <laughs> we spoke about it, sort of left it mostly up to him. Last time I gave him instructions, um, I went down, down the toilet, and um, the horse... I think it was his second start for me. Is a dollar something favourite at Calabaran, and he ran near last. So, um, 
we sort of spoke about it briefly, um, and I just said, don't don't take off um, any earlier than the back straight, just because I don't think you can do it. Um, so yeah, when he pulled out, I was I was quite happy when he pulled out. I think he made definitely made the right move at the time, the way the race was run. But yeah, definitely didn't listen to instructions. <laughs> and it was uh, luckily he didn't because it was a great win by uh, Babyface Adder, and you've done a terrific job with this horse. I think I think he's had. Um, 15 starts for three wins and six places for you? Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, I, um, yeah, yeah, I think it was that. And, you know, they've all been sort of metro-class races, which um, is the best thing. You know, like a, when I bought him, I sort of, oh, sorry, leased him, I sort of um, expected to, you know, pick two races up or so in the country and then look at just running places in town. And um, in the end, I couldn't even win one in the country. I had to go had to go to town to get one, so it's not a bad thing, exactly. How, how did you pick him up, Cody? Uh, well, I was actually in the stables one day, and I, um, he was out spelling, and I heard just I heard Justin talking to someone that um, Peter Capararo was looking just to lease him out instead of bringing him back um, for another prep with Justin. I don't think he was sort of going to fit into the into the business business plan that we run here, so... Um, I sort of overheard it, and I had one in work myself at the stage. It wasn't going very good. Just had him had him there for a bit of just a, uh, a bit of fun and just something to do really after work. And um, overheard him, and I pretty much sacked the horse that day and rang Capper and yeah, got him got him like that. It was good, and uh, you uh, just took the leisurely three and a half hour drive on a Saturday night to Northern to get out to find out it was uh, that the race had been. <laughs> The trots have been put off. So, how hard was that? Because I remember remember talking to you, and you you really thought you had the horse spot on for that night. So, how hard was it to get him back a few weeks later? You know, just to get him to peak again for uh, last Saturday night. Yeah, I was uh, me and Mark both pretty gutted when we got there, and it, um, had been called off. Um, like like you said, I thought I'd had him spot on. He, you know, his win the week before was really good. Um, I thought Mark could get him away and get him in a really good position, and from there I thought he was going to be real hard to beat. And then, um, you know, I gave him a start uh, after that was cancelled. I took him to town again the following week, and um, he just just sort of went down on his bumper a little bit, and um, it took a bit longer to heal than I would like. So I never really got to give him. You know, he went four weeks I think between runs going into it, um, and yeah, I never never really got to give him that real hard run at home either. Just um, Dude, I didn't want to didn't want to take the chance of it opening back up, even just rubbing on the um, the bandage that I had on it. So it was quite going into it this time. I definitely wasn't anywhere near as confident, but I gave him a um, trial on the Wednesday, or I gave him a fast work on the Sunday, and he he actually went really good, and his heart heart rate was really good, and I was I was quite surprised because um, I'd just been galloping him, and I was a bit worried that wasn't hard enough. Um, and I gave him his trials, and they went real steady early, and I got somehow got myself stuck on the pegs and had to restrain back to last because I didn't really feel like push, pushing anyone out with a 1,000 to go in trials. Um, restraining back to last, got him out with about 850 to go and he, he got home in real real slick last half himself and um, I never moved on him. I actually sort of had to hold him up heading towards the line just because I'd already gone a bit too hard. So um, that sent, that gave me a lot of confidence to think that he was actually pretty spot on for the for the race. But, you know, like I said, after having four weeks, four weeks without a run, it obviously makes it makes it pretty tough on him but um i think leave, having him on that fresher side definitely helped him look it was, it's a and that's why it's a credit to you for being able to 
you know, get the horse who had a had a slight problem in between and to get him to peak and, and like Michael said, to win as easily it is you know, as he did was uh was a real credit to you. So Cody who's been your biggest influence in, in your harness racing career to date, which is only you know, young and, and you've got a very bright f- uh, future, but who's been your biggest influence so far? Um, obviously, mum and dad, you know, sort of uh, grew up um, at the trots, you know, from a very young age. I think they just let me loose once I got there. I was a bit of a bit of a pest. It probably cost me drives these days. People remember what I was like as a kid. Um, but, yeah, they, my parents definitely, um, you know, they were, for as long as I can remember, we, we were down the stables, um, you know, Driving, driving ponies. We used to have runner races up and down the, the laneway, just thinking that we were driving horses um, with whip in hand. So, um, yeah, obviously, definitely my parents um, and my, my grandparents, they were always in it. Um, and then, yeah, of, of late, obviously, Justin's been a huge, huge help and um, a huge supporter of mine. You know, every time I've got a question or something like that, you know, he's got 30-odd, probably more horses that he's thinking about every day. And if I've got a question about my horse, he's more than happy to think about it and you know he'll come back two days later out, out of the blue and just say something about it so um i've definitely got to got to throw justin in there of late as well no that's uh, that's great and you've got some horses in work but i saw you uh out at the apg sales a couple of weeks ago very nervously sitting there um putting your, your hand up and you bought lot 481 which is um a product of steve johnson so they're always uh always turned out beautifully sweet lou uh lola may what was your main reason? Did you have a particular reason uh, why you liked that lot? Was it the, the look of the horse or the breeding? What was your your, your main uh, reason for buying that one? Um, to be honest, it was it was Justin, really. Um, I'd sort of gone through the book and had a look and picked out a few that I'd liked, and I, I sort of just skipped over Steve Johnson's ones just because they, they are so well presented and, you know, always through good families and things like that. I didn't think I'd be able to afford any of his, and um, Justin just had a little look through and, um, picked out a couple that that also would sort of suit me that obviously weren't going to suit his business plan. Um, and then, yeah, we went down and looked at him, and, um, yeah, I quite like the look of him. He's, he's not too big, so hopefully he can make an early two-year-old. And, um, yeah, he had a, had a bit of um, bit of go about him. He sort of – his eye was probably the only, only worry. You know, he's got a little bit of a um, hot-looking eye. So, um, yeah, I just sort of took – bit of Justin's advice there and once we looked at him I was pretty happy with him um I missed out on sort of the first two that I that I really liked um you know they went far above my budget so um yeah we we were able to get him and I'm glad to to have a bit of stop because um he was sort of my last last lot and I started getting a bit bit of adrenaline my hand wouldn't stop going up (laughs) it was a hot it was a hot it was a hot sale so oh look I mean the one thing about Cody and as we said before it was a fantastic um win the other night and you know you're, you're doing a wonderful job and I know some horses that you've driven for me in particular have done an outstanding job but you know I also think that uh you've got a budding career there is a uh, karaoke singer as well so um <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no I, uh, once again mate it was a, a an excellent uh, effort to win the Northern Cup. Now you got a Narragin this week uh, i tell you what, it's a bit hotter this field <laughs> and, and your main dangers have drawn one, two and three, Volton ten, one who looks like he's going to be a short price favourite, Bletchley Park and Major Times. But you've drawn pretty well in in eights, two off the, the back line. Probably going to get a nice run through, but a much tougher, a tougher assignment this week. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they um, hopefully they all burn off the arm and put a lot of speed into it early for us to try to give us some sort of chance. But, um, 
yeah, obviously it's a far, far uh, more superior field than the Northern Cup. But the way he went in the Northern Cup, uh, Northern Cup, I was, you know, Mark, Mark Reckney hit him four times, and um, you know that was just to sort of make sure he got past the horses. He reckoned he just flattened out and did it with ease in the end with earplugs in and and the likes. So um, hope, I'm hoping that you know he can hold himself uh, accountable and you know just uh, run. You know if he runs top. Uh, you know, back end of top five, I'll be, I'll be stoked. Um, you know, with the with the step ups, like you say, it's a pretty hot field. Um, but yeah, I, I expect him to, you know, still still run really well. But yeah, we're not we're not getting ahead of ourselves, thinking we can win it or anything like that. And you drive the little fella, beat the bank in the um, in the Great Southern Districts Council Derby, and uh, it was actually pretty good in the uh, in the Northern Derby last week. But uh, a little bit tougher field with um, Strike Team just for love in there. But uh, he's certainly a place chance again on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great run from him um, in at Northern. Um, Junior drove him really really well as well, and we we think he might have you know just been pulling up himself a bit to the to the line um, more so than you know being having his run actually come to come to an end. He did enough just to hold that other horse off, and um, yeah, like you say, it's definitely going to be a lot harder this week. But um, yeah, hopefully he can he can at least run run a place. But um, yeah, the way he went last week, he should only improve going forward. Cody, thanks for your time. We'll let you get back to uh, to work on the horses with Justin. But uh, mate, great to chat to you, and uh, much appreciate that you come on the show. Yeah, thanks, Rad. Thanks, Papa, Papa Mort. Um, yeah, really appreciate coming on. <laughs> uh, he's one of our men, Cody. Good on you, Cody. Thanks, yes. mate. Good luck uh, on Saturday night. And uh, he's a ripper. And he, tell you what, he's done a great job with with this horse, Babyface Adder. Yep, like really good. Sure. Um, just before we go to the break, just we'll go through the the winners of the horse of the year. Chicago Bull was uh, crowned WA Horse of the Year. Blackjack Baby, two-year-old filly. Uh, Mighty Ronaldo was the two-year-old Colton Gelding. Uh, Double Expresso was the three-year-old filly. Uh, Patronus Star, the Derby winner, uh, the Colton Gelding. Uh, Belle Catherine was the aged mayor. Uh, Chris Folk, the state's leading driver. Greg and Sky Bond, the leading trainers. Uh, Emily Savalka was the um, the Young Achiever of Award, the third fastest ever to get to 200 wins. Which Amazing. Is, yes, staggering. Well deserved. Uh, Princess Mila was the Trotter of the Year for the Halls. Um, and Steve Butler. Uh, won the media award for his story on Gardy's legacy, which was an absolute ripper and uh, a, a sure told was. really, really well by by Butts. And he's, he's certainly a great journalist and yep. well deserved there as well. So, there were the harnessed awards winners from Wednesday night. As we get to the break, uh, Cody jumps on beat the bank after Junior jumps off, and he's in the Derby uh, at Narragin on Saturday night. But let's go back a week, and little beat the bank was too good in the um, the Great Southern Districts Derby at Northern. With 200 to run, two lengths away, absolute pearler. Better be artful and end of the road. Third quarter, 30.1. Into the straight they come. Beat the bank, joined by Crafty. Beat the bank, just in front. Crafty, stride by stride. Beat the bank, still holds Crafty. Here comes the winning post. It's beat the bank. Crafty tries. Beat the bank clings and beat the bank. Has held out Crafty as they race well clear of Better Be Artful. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track.
and Texas Tigers got a good kick around the bend from Silent Major. No run, Bletchley Park. Patrick the Piranha the outside. Miracle Moose, no run in the straight. He goes for Texas Tiger now. It is clear. Silent Major the outside, then Bletchley Park and Diego. But Texas Tiger, brilliant drive haul. Texas Tiger, copybook. One by four metres. Yeah, and uh, supporters of our man Bomber Hill were very happy after about 100 metres yep. when Junior sent him off the gate. Got, as soon as he got across, he went from about $3.30 to about $1.30, yeah, if not shorter, and uh, got the cash. He's in race uh, six tonight and uh, drawn three. A little bit of um, interest taken out with Matt Eye. A Geordie being scratched, yeah. uh, so he's $1.07 on Tab Touch. He looks the leader, looks too good for them, Texas Tiger. He's just about well, if he's, he's just about the most promising pacer going around, I reckon, at the moment. Uh, he's definitely too good, lot, uh, too good for that lot tonight. Yeah, he's going really well. And uh, this segment is brought to you by Bayswater Mazda. Driving is better in a Bayswater Mazda, and uh, Papa Mortz knows that better than anyone. Thank you. You, you. you can get the baby seat in the big, the big Mazda. I certainly can, uh, Michael. I'm, I've even thought about uh, might even be time to trade in the old Ford and yes. go back down there to Bayswater Mazda. That CX30, not just the CX30, all the Mazda cars, they are beautifully yep. appointed. Yep. Even the standard models are beautifully fitted out. And the team down there at Bayswater Mazda do a great job. So get on down there and see them. Yep, one of our great supporters. Another great supporter is Scott Bomber-Hill. How are you, Bomber? Very well, thanks. Morton and Red. Uh, yeah, another lovely day up here in Broome. And, uh, yeah, how are you guys, Travis? Yep, better than being in New South Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, they're, they're getting absolutely drowned over there at the moment. Yeah, there's plenty of weather about. Yeah, it certainly is. All right. And uh, tonight, our, our sponsors tonight of the program are our great uh, friends at Intersport Slater Gartrell. Another one of our men, Rob Gartrell. The running camel. And tell you what, he was almost best on ground oh. uh, with the speeches on Wednesday night. Just took over. Just was, took the microphone every, and that was it. Everyone else got interviewed by Tom, including yourself. Yep. No, not Robbie. Robbie no. took the microphone. <laughs> so I'm doing this my way, Tom. Yeah, he had a bad day. He got his bike stolen, <laughs> as he told everyone. All right, the first race we're going to look at is race number one, and it's uh, the Intersport Slater Gartrell pace. Over the 25.36, and we have Poised to Pounce, drawn one, had support 2.25 into 1.90. Master Publisher, 3.60 in solid. Pocket the Cash is at 7.50, you can scratch four. Sarge is at 101. Manning trots in after a win last week is 18 into 13. That was a good win. That was a nice was. drive by uh, Matty. Yep, yep. It was a, it was a really solid win. Uh, yeah. Roll With Me is at 26. A Bountiful Reactor is at 81. And Condero is $9. In from 19. Drawn 9. And the back line is the Solomon at 41. Longreach Bay at 8. And Alley Man at 101. Poised to Pounce is probably the best backed in this race, although there's been a couple of market corrections. Bomber, how do you see the race? Yeah, definitely understand the support for Poised to Pounce. He's the leader here and absolutely grows a leg when able to lead. He has an outstanding record in front, winning 8 of 10 and unbeaten in the premier position around Gloucester Park. So, yeah, it looks a really, really nice race for him. The longer trip certainly holds no fears and he's been in great form. He has a five beside his name, but that was a result of just being too far back in an electric last half last time. I think he leads comfortably here. He's quite often ran, you know, 56 halves around here. Uh, on the way home, and uh, I think that makes it impossible for those chasing. It, it's still a very interesting race, though, Bomber. I, like Michael said, Manning was a, a really good winner last Friday night, and I was 
quite impressed by Longreach Bay as well. So um, there's, a couple, there's a couple of uh, good chances in there. So race one, number one, poised to pounce. How do we kick off proceedings? Kicking off with a three-unit bet. And yeah, I agree. There's a few there. Nice horses. Cordero won as well. He probably should have won last start. But, uh, yeah, just if, if he can run a 56 last half, you know, we know that's pretty hard to get around around this track. All right, that's race number one. We've got to head straight to race number two for our next race. We've got to look at, once again, uh, for Intersport Slater Gartrell. Again, over the 25, 36 metres. And we see uh, Tours Delight, Drawn Barry 1, 3.50 it opened into 2.65 on Tab Touch. Number two, Captain Proud at eighteen dollars. Uh, Rock and Roll Whippy seven dollars. Uh, well, open five fifty out to seven into four sixty. Roll with the flow. Uh, Joe, sorry, Joe with the flow. Is it uh, <laughs> this flock? Forty one to eighty one to twenty six. So a few little corrections here on Tab Touch. McLarney is at eight dollars. Twenty nine twelve at ninety one. Last drop at twelve dollars. Then we have Extreme Prince at 91 and CC Chevron at 91. Then inside the back line, we have Better Finish at 550. One for Dave and me, 650 into $5. And Tanaka Eagle outside the back line at $91. A few, uh, few moves in this race, Bomber. How do you see it? Yeah, it looks it, like on paper initially, it looked very, very open race. And uh, so, you know, obviously a few people having a, having a dabble at a few different uh, chances of it. The one that I kept coming back to was one for Dave and me. Skips the right race here, I think. He draws a second line, should work through to probably a midfield position, and uh, he has options from there. He could either roll around to the breeze. He's strong enough to do that. But I, I think the, the pace will be strong enough here. It'll just, for him to sit, you know, midfield, maybe a touch beyond, and then uh, make his run from the 1,000 metres, either solo or uh, if he can catch a helmet, even better. But been racing really, really well, and his last half are much quicker than any of these here. Uh, I think he can just be really, really strong late if he can be the first one to take off three wide or, as I said, just catch that one helmet. So, yeah, pretty keen one for Dave and me. Yeah, I'm with you there, Bomber. But, but once again, still another very uh, interesting race. A couple first up, Tours Delight and Rock and Roll Whitby. McLarney, very unlucky um, last week as well. So, And a couple of uh, drivers who don't mind uh, putting a bit of speed on early, uh, our man Kyle Harper and Lindsay Harper. So there'll be some pace on, so... Interesting race. So what's the what's the plan in race two, Bomber? Geez, you didn't have to bring up McLarney Mott, still having nightmares <laughs> after the Sorry about that, Bomber. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, two units, one for Dave and me. Two units, one for Dave and me. All right, uh, we're going to take a break and come back with uh, our next couple of tips. And uh, we spoke about Manny a couple of times. As we go to the break, let's listen to Manning. Trots in, big week for Trots in for us. Uh, Mac, um, Manning won on the Friday night, beat the bank, won the derby for us on the, on the Saturday night. And I'll tell you what, uh, Manning's class uh, showed uh, on the night. He had to sit outside him, but he just proved too good. As we go to the break, let's listen to Manning winning at Gloucester Park last week. The inside and then nose for nose in the straight. Manning just in front of I'm Rock and Roll Magic coming back. Then came Bettle, finished late on the scene. But it's I'm Rock and Roll Magic responding really well. I'm Rock and Roll Magic in front of Manning and I'm Rock and Roll Magic. Oh, Manning lunged. Manning has lunged at I'm Rock and Roll Magic who put in a short stride late and he might have got up, Manning. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. And then came Getting Out American Bullet. Soundwave drove up behind them nicely as they caught it. Otis goes to Robbie Rocket. Soundwave can't get out. Down the outside, American Bullet. 
American Bullet comes at Otis. American Bullet takes the lead in the Zucchiati colours, draws clear. And it's American Bullet beating home Otis and sound waving. Yeah, that was American Bullet causing a bit of a boil over last week, defeating Otis, Soundwave, Robbie Rocket, uh, Carabao. There's a few of them going around. Give us a wave in uh, tonight's feature race, the Western Gateway for Slater Gartrell. And uh, unfortunately, he's gone to the outside of the front line this week, uh, American Bullet. He's, uh, he's a $1.91. Leverage into one thirty four on uh, Tab Touch. Um, Mighty Ronaldo, the tour of the year at five fifty. Uh, Dominus Factum at seven fifty. So um, still a really good race, uh, Mortz. And uh... oh, look, it, it is a very good race. And for people that are interested in that three-year-old, um, which are working up towards the uh, the Derby, yep. I suggest they look at uh, Addington Race Five today at three forty-three p.m. Regazzo Mac, which is headed across to WA for the Derby, is going round. So. We'll be keeping a very keen eye on that one. Yes, and uh, and I think Hall's horse that he's got a big opinion of, Jumpin' Jack Mac, yes, is huge on opinion. Tuesday at uh, Gloucester Park. He's back getting ready for the derby. All right, this sec- uh, segment is brought to you by Retrovision, your local WA electrical appliance specialist. RAC members save an additional 5% every day in their 60th year, Morts, and uh, there's no better place to shop than uh, than Retrovision for all your electrical needs. Certainly isn't, uh, Rad, 60 years, and I know you know that because yeah. you were up Googling it last night. I certainly was, 60 years. The TAB 60th year as yeah, well, correct. so um, two great um, WA companies Absolutely. on the same day. So, all right, let's get into our next race that we're going to look at, and this is race number three. Um, once again, for our good friends at Slater Gartrell, and uh, once again, a bit of movement in this tab touch market. Uh, we see Lightning Jolt drawn one, 650 to 420. Raka Sink, here's the big one, open 420 into favourite 205 on tab touch for uh, Kevin Jevons and the team, Nathan Turvey. Mr. RD at 41, Carrera Mac at 11. My carbon copy was favourite at 290. That's steady and it's now second favourite. Uh, Leon Neal at 91. Take out the seven. Number eight is Talker up at 91 and Naval Aviator at 91. Then we have Has No Fear inside the back line. A little bit of support, 11 into 750. Beach Skipper, 91 and a boy named Rosie, 91. So again, Bomber, plenty of moves in this market. Which way did you uh, see the race going? Yeah, uh, I'm with the mayor, has no fear from the back line here. She looks to posse up three pegs. I thought Rakasink was the leader, but 2,500 for him really concerns me. He got ripping and tearing last week in, you know, over the shorter trip, and I think he'll have to be driven off the arm tonight to lead, and whether or not he comes back, I'm not sure. So I'm really concerned at him the last two to 300 metres. And uh, I think has no fear, just posse's up in that position, three back. She'll, she'll get the trip. She absolutely loves it. Dropped significantly from the Mayor's Great she's been running around in and also the Bunbury Cup. Uh, running line horses over these longer trips, they can tend to find it a bit hard, particularly if one's running along in front, which I think Rakit think will tonight. So uh, expect gaps to appear late and she can explode with a dash of luck there. So, um, yeah, really give her a nice chance at a good cross. And there was some, uh, there's been some good money around for her as well, and rightly so. I think this is... Well, that, ab- that's her spot three fence. Absolutely that's perfect. That's her spot. And the twenty five thirty six, like yeah. you said, Bomber, going to find a few out and Jocelyn Young, I'm sure, will get the gap, uh, which is good because we are going to be on it. And how much are we going to have, Bomber? We are. She's a one-unit bet and, yeah, like, almost halved her price from opening. So, but still value even at the, at the price available now, I think. 
Yeah, any, any luck, she will be finding the line. And the last race we got to look at is race number seven. And this is for the Phillies and Mares over the 2130 metres. And uh, a little bit of um, changes with the, uh, the three coming out, which has changed it slightly. Uh, but we see just make mine diamonds 360 into 280. Miley's Desire at 51. You can take out three Miss Limelight. Alice K, $1.90 into $1.50 with that uh, scratching. Um, at a Rock and Heaven at 61. Uh, far from Kalahari at 71. Major Jade at 12. Suing You at 11. Uh, and Leap of Faith at 61. The front line, Zozo Magogo at $23. Uh, little bit of... Um, uh, with the scratching number three here, Bomber Miss Limelight, but uh, Alice K now a firm favourite at 150. Yeah, well, she's the way I went pre the scratching, Alice K. She's a very, very good mare, and expect her to kick off a WA campaign with a pretty dominant display here. I, I thought she would even before. We might have lost Bomber. I think we might have. That's uh, well. I wasn't here the last time that happened. But no, I think we. Uh, I think he might have disappeared. But I can get the gist of where he was going with Alice Kay. And uh, before the market um, with all horses in was at a dollar ninety. Now into a dollar fifty. And um, as you'd expect, Bomber was looking for a big finish to the night. So our on top pick in race number seven is horse number four, Alice Kay. And you're going to love this, Rads. Yeah. Four units. I- has it not increased? I would have. Now he's gone. Let's make it a five-unit bet. <laughs> I like that. Five, five units. Five units. He was going to go four. Yeah. I reckon with a scratching, and he's not here. Yes. <laughs> We've just got to take control. So <laughs> we'll go five units. Five Alice units. K. So let's just recap what Bomber's tip for the for our uh, punters out there. Race one, number one points to pounce is a three-unit bet. Race two, number eleven at one for Dave and me is a two-unit bet. Race three, number 10, Has No Fear, is a one-unit bet, and we've got to finish the night really strongly. Race seven, number four, Alice K, five units for our man, Scott Bomber-Hill. Who will still be talking. <laughs> he won't know. Because last time he dropped off the line, he said, Mort, so I was still talking for two minutes later, and then I realised uh, I wasn't on air. So um, we lost Bomber there somewhere, but that's okay. Rads has make it, made a decision. Executive decision. We've got to make, you've got to make these decisions. Boy. Absolutely. To, so there we go. Yeah, five-unit bet for Alice K at the dollar fifty. Um, the more you bet, the more you win. And uh, Tab Touch, uh, our good friends, we love getting Tab Touch dollars in the account. Certainly do. Nothing better. Yep. All right, tell you what, the, the other uh, really interesting race is um, the three-year-old Phillies race here. Mort, you've got one in this. Yep. Um, which is uh, always an angel up against Blackjack Baby. She's a dollar forty. You're three forty. You actually beat her first up in a very similar race. Um, can you beat her this week? Oh, look! It's uh, she's <laughs> she's had every race she's come back. She's been out punching the breeze, doing all the work. So, you know, she was a little bit disappointing last start, but she'd been asked to do all the work in every race. So. It's going to be very interesting. Blackjack Baby should spear straight to the front, which is going to make it extremely difficult. Yeah, she showed. A, tell you what, she showed a great turn of speed last week. Oh, she's got explosive speed. It was and sustained as well. And uh, she's a dollar forty in race number eight. And uh, the first race tonight at Gloucester Park is at five forty. And a great night. The Slater Gartrell Western Great Gateway, the traditional derby lead-up, is the feature event. As we go to the break, let's listen to Blackjack Baby and uh, Chris Folk, the state's leading driver in the cart for Shane Quadrio and the uh, two-year-old filly of the year from Wednesday night, Blackjack Baby. She was just awesome last week.
K Mar shooting star. Here's Blackjack Baby though, rounding them up on the outside. Has raced to the lead and it's all over. Better Beach Bell trying to run into second on the outside. Will do so, I think, although Jolene is kicking back strongly. And it's Blackjack Baby well clear. Blackjack Baby wins it well. Second, Jolene, I think, a nose to Better Beach Bell. You're listening to Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. This is Talking Trots with Mort and Michael Radley on SEN Track. From well back then, Isaiah starts to wind up back on the inside. Then is CW Grant. Top of the straight, it's Bullies Delight in front. The shallows down the outside comes Lip Reader. He's walking the front runner, Bullies Delight. They're trying to come at him though. Between runners, the shallows. And then on the outside comes Lip Reader in front. Bullies Delight for Reese Nielsen. He'll take out the Tasmania Cup. Bullies Delight first, the shallows second. At, uh, at Hobart, and uh, tell you what, plenty of controversy to come out of the race. Um, fine suspension for the driver, Reese. And now there'll be an inquiry into uh, the drive uh, from Ray Murray. Mm. So uh, we're going to hear a lot more out of, uh, out of uh, the Tasmania Cup. But uh, Bully's delight. And tell you what, it's a wipeout for punters. First of all, Willie Go West, who was the favourite at $1.85, just straight at the back, uh, galloped out and took no part. And then Triple Eight, the second favourite, well, it was the first gone <laughs> at about the 500. So. Punners, punners were wiped out in the uh, in the Tasmania Cup field. This uh, segment is brought to you by great mates at Loans One Two Three, personal finance, car loans, debt consolidation. Who do you see? Steve Sell, the Nude Nut. That's certainly right. At uh, Loans One Two Three dot com dot au, if uh, the Nude Nut can't help you, nobody can. I don't think anybody could, Rads. No uh, controversy. One man who's not a nowhere near controversy ever is our man BK. How are you, Ben? I'm excellent. Well, guess what? We've all watched the race in Hobart this year anyway. So yeah, that's, that's something. Right. It's about the only one I've watched, but anyway. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's one for me. I've, I've racked up number one. So, uh, definitely some con- controversy there, and we'll just leave yeah. it at that, I think. Yeah, yeah certainly is. How, how's the weather over in uh, New South Wales, uh, BK? Certainly, what's um, the football, the rugby league last night? Tell you what, it, it was a battle of attrition. The under thirty six and a half was easy money though, wasn't it? Yeah, so uh, yeah. that was uh, that was nice. But it looks like the um, might have been some trouble for the Golden Slipper there tomorrow. It hasn't stopped yeah. down there apparently. And Newcastle's off today. Up here in Cabotis, we've got a uh, a day off until it comes down again tomorrow. So, uh, or yeah, it's a, it's a bit grim over here at the moment, to be honest. <coughs> mm. Mm. All right, yeah, Newcastle off. So Bathurst is on today. The Gold Crown heats. This is one of my favourite races. The, the the Gold Crown used to be the premier two year old race of the yeah. season. It's probably lost something, but so it's a great carnival. And congratulations to the honorees. Each year they have honorees. It's the great Bernie Kelly and the junior postman Bruce Hartley, um, who have had you know numerous winners over the carnival. Um, but I tell you what, the heats are on today. Always great to see two rods in action. And uh, you're tipping there today, BK. What are your tips for for Bathurst today? We're going to start with race one, and I'm going with number seven, nineteenth man. It's around the ten dollar mark. I'm just having something small to win, but mainly a place bet on this one. There is a dollar thirty favourite number eight, Soho Casablanca from the strong Richie, Ricky Orton stable. But this one, number seven, nineteenth man, went around at Albury at first start. Uh, drew seven inside the second row there, and it got so further back than Walla Walla, as they like to say. It was miles off him and flew home into third. Um, Captain's Queen, which won the race, came out and won a heat on Wednesday night. Uh, I think it was the Phillies division there. So the form stacks up, the two-year-old form there versus the older horses. 
Um, Amanda steps on, or in the gig, I should say, and uh, no one drives Bathurst any better than her. And if this one's got any sort of gates, but it might get in front and might be able to get in a good position ahead of the favourite here. And I think $10 and definitely around the $1.90 to $2 mark in an eight-horse field is value the place. So that's race one, number seven, 19th man. All right, where are we going next? Oh, look, race two, number eight, I, uh, it's probably too short for our listeners around the $1.60 mark, Lightning Dan, but this horse, really good on debut. And when I say really good, it, it was at Horsham, and um, it was $1.04 in that race. Clayton Tonkin has brought it up here, and when they um, come to Bathurst, you know they don't get beat very often. This horse did, had no idea what it was all about on debut, so it's going to improve so much. And Amanda Turnbull on uh, in the gig again. This horse just sat outside the leader. Never looked like the winner as a dollar four favourite, but it somehow managed to get there. It just did it on ability alone. So you'd have to think it's going to improve. And again, it's short. But for those that like to play those multis or, or happy to take a dollar sixty-five, it probably looks like a dollar thirty chance, in my opinion. Race two, number eight, Lightning Dan. I'm on. <laughs> and, 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 and finally, where are we going? Race five, number six, McLean. This is from the strong Matt Rook barn here. One on debut at Young. I'm not sure about that field too much, but um, it, it won it really easy and showed good gate speed to lead. But then last start at Menangle was in this strong race, the uh, Sapling Stakes that, um, I don't know if you saw it a couple of Saturday nights ago at Menangle. Mr Ray and Small T's just went, hey, it was unbelievable two-year-old race. Uh, they went 26-3, 27-7 for the first half, which is, uh, if my maths add me correct, at 53-4. Mm. And um, those two, they were just miles in front of the whole field and they just managed to hang on. It was phenomenal performance by those two. And Mr Ray is in uh, later on tonight. But McLean was, I don't know, could have been 100 metres off him at one stage, but it did have the best sectionals, the late sectionals of the race. And it, it did manage to go past a few. So although it ran eight feet and 43 metres, it did gallop in that race. Um, and did get home better than anything else in that race. And that is a huge form race, in my opinion. Um, we know it's got gay speed. Matty Rue around Bathurst, again, one of the best around that uh, track. And around the $2.40 mark, I'm happy to be on McLean, number six in race five. OK, thanks for your time. It's always great, the Bathurst Gold Crown, and no doubt we'll uh, hopefully uh, be collecting on uh, those three horses. Good on you, mate. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Yes, thank you, BK. There's BK. Mort's been a big show. Been a big week for you. Awards, huge, huge grandfather. Win. Yeah, no, couldn't be, couldn't be happier, Rads. And looking forward to getting out to Gloucester Park tonight for some great racing. Thank you to our very good friends at Slater Gartrell. Yep, great supporters. Good luck to the running camel. Good luck to you with your runners tonight. And until next week, it's bye for now. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91